Hello and welcome to the Reality Blows podcast. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Rick Roberts. This is a podcast all about reality television. And our lives. Right on cue, Ash. Oh, thanks, babe. And guys out there, if you're a longtime listener, you know, first time casual fan, please go ahead and rate us five stars on the Apple Podcast app. It helps a bunch. First time casual fan. I've never heard long time listener. <laughs> hi, I'm hi Howard, uh, first time caller, last time casual fan listener. I didn't say last time casual fan. Whatever. It's just funny. Um, when Howard Stern, um, when guys call in and do first time, long time, you ever hear that? Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you did. You quoted. You mm-hmm. kind of paraphrased that. Uh, he gets so mad. He's like, okay, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. He doesn't want anybody to do that shit. He hates that type of shit. And you know what? I'm bringing this to this podcast. Absolutely not. I love it. I love the long time, first time. First time, long long time listener, first time caller, first time anyway, caller, just, long time listener. Nick, you're making this segment longer than I wanted it segment. to be. This ain't no segment. This is the show. You said it's all about us. That was what was rolling through my head at the time. Oh my God. You guys, it's Monday. It's a holiday. And I'll say things have started off pretty wacky. But first, to get into, and before we get into the wackiness, if you guys could go ahead and get on that Apple Podcast app, rate us five stars. How dare you? <laughs> rate us, review us, say some nice things. Listen, we're pumping <sighs> out podcasts on holidays, guys. It is Columbus Day. Yeah, that's true. So we had a rocky night. Neither Ashley, of us slept. What do you want from me? I wanted to know, <laughs> how are you observing this holiday? I don't know how people observe the holiday. I'm observing it by uh, dealing with the cat, like, true chaos that's happening in our building we woke up this morning to someone buzzing our front door incessantly um, i am expecting glasses from korea okay so i was thinking maybe the glasses are being delivered on a holiday because of some international delivery type thing so i of course am do, do you think uh bts is gonna deliver these glasses to us i don't know what bts is k-pop the biggest k-pop pay in the world oh. they're actually one of the biggest acts in the world they're they chart toppers even in the states Girl, girl band or guy band? Guy band. Ah. There's like twelve of them. They're like the like the most attractive young Korean boys who like are like. Uh, does boys. that sound bad? <laughs> well, they are they are young men. They're probably you know. like teens to early twenties. I, I would imagine yes. Yeah. I, a guy like me, that's a boy. You know what I mean? What Not are like, you? You're, I'm, you're I'm only a, like twenty three, twenty four. I'm a main. I'm a man. I'm 55 years old. I'm a man. Guys, everybody, Nick's turning 30 this year, and I'm he's freaking 30 out year. about I'm it. Freaking out about it. Um, so someone's buzzing our front door, and I'm like, man, that's definitely my package. Uh, meanwhile, I I'm in no position to go answer the front door, so I'm getting Nick. Nick has clothes on, is what I'm trying to say. Oh, you were in no position to answer the front. It's it's interesting when the door buzzed. You jumped up and were like, oh, I can't do this. Oh, oh Nick, Nick, and there's a, there's a package downstairs. There's a package, and then you ran and like put on half a pant and then you ran and went to go outside and you're like there are airbnb people outside they're confusing the delivery man (laughs) nick nick and i was like what the hell is going on so i'm like i go outside so listen let me just tell you what happened at this point i want to tell you from my point of view though because so i'm trying to tell this delivery man that we i'm coming down from upstairs so like sometimes they'll let you'll buzz them in and then if you don't answer they'll just leave so i'm like i want to yell hey i'm coming but he's like yelling at the people um upstairs who were the airbnb people next door to us who are on our little platform i don't know what do you call that our floor, floor. in our hall <laughs> our it's platform a floor. um 
And so I'm getting stressed because they're not responding to the delivery guy because they're like, what the fuck is happening right now? So I need Nick to go down there. And that's what he does. So that's sort of the information I got. But it was kind of like, oh, the Airbnb people from next door are confusing my delivery man. And so I'm like, what? Uh, And so then I go to open up the door because... I, I figure, okay, if the Airbnb people are confusing the delivery man, that means the delivery man is on our floor trying to hand them a package to sign for, but that's not for them. This is what I'm guessing when I, because it's like, how could the Airbnb people Kat, be confusing people downstairs? Are you guys downstairs? stressed out by this story? So here's, well, let me tell I you what am. happens. So I walk out, right? I'm like in flip flops, like a shitty shirt. Actually, it's not a shitty shirt. I got it from the Maxo Cream concert. I'm wearing my Maxo Cream shirt. He's a rapper. I'm wearing pretty short shorts. Nick wants you guys all to know he's cool. He listens to rap. I'm well, I didn't want to, you know, just in case somebody saw me in the shirt, I didn't want anybody to think I thought Maxo Cream was dumb. <laughs> He's cool. And then so I open up the door and like I go to like greet the delivery man, but there's just two Airbnbers out there. They don't speak English. Yeah, I'd say a mom and a daughter don't speak a lick of English. Very confused. And so then like I'm also looking for the delivery man. And what I do is I go and I pick up something <laughs> and I think is the package. I realize it's the bag of trash of litter that has just been that we had put out there to go outside that didn't go outside last night. Lily's poop. So then they're like with like a bunch of they they like can't get in next door. They have like forty suitcases. Yeah. Each. And so like I'm looking at their suitcases like is one of these the delivery? And I'm like maybe it's this. I pick up just like a bag of like litter. And I'm like, <laughs> and I look at them and I go, oh, hi. Um, and then I go put it down and I run downstairs and I go to meet the delivery man. I'm like, oh, you must be downstairs. I open it up. It's just like. Our, our, Have I told you about my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Yes. And we live in a Spanish neighborhood. So what happens is um, Spanish speaking like conversionists or something come by, like religious figures. And they want to ask us. Well, I am like, they must be trying to convert people. Yeah. Because like, what? else would they be doing yeah like they have a name those people what are they i don't know it's gonna drive me insane but you keep talking it doesn't really matter uh but i go down there and i'm like are you i'm like i open up the door they're like hey do you think um excuse me do you think that uh jesus christ causes pain in the world and i'm like (laughs) is that have anything to do with ashley's package i'm here to get a package and he was like oh no no package um, and then they just asked me the question again. And then that's when Ashley comes behind me and she's now holding the bag of litter <laughs> and she's realizing, and I look at Ashley, I go, there's no package down here. <laughs> and then Ashley's like, oh, okay. And then throws the bag of litter in like the trash can and then just walks upstairs, like leaves me with them. And missionaries. Then, missionaries. Right. Sure. I knew missionaries. So I thought there would be a specific name that you were oh, looking okay. for. But, um, and then I just kind of like, as they were asked, talking to me, like I kind of didn't know what to say. I had just woke up. So I just like slowly closed the door on them and was like podcast me package (laughs) podcast and i just closed it and i ran upstairs and then you got these freaking airbnb people who can't get into their our the apartment next door because our fucking person other person who lives on our floor we're kind of in a shitty situation with the our next door neighbor has been airbnb his apartment out for i would say like a good two years at calvin Calvin is his name. That's right. We his have name is found Calvin. him. We found him on Facebook. I sent him a mean letter once because one of his tenants stole um, something from outside of our door. 
Ashley had like a prop pitchfork. It's a trident. A trident. You know, um, it's a big golden trident that you would use if you were king of the sea. <laughs> and we have it outside of our door so that when friends are coming into the building, I can just be like, we're at, we're at the golden trident. It is interesting because I do call it a pitchfork every once in a while. And I wonder if people who walk by go, what kind of Nazis live here with the pitchfork? It's next not door? a pitchfork. It's so <laughs> clearly a trident. And that speaks to something on you. It's yeah, a I'm, glittery I'm, gold trident so shaped like a trident. A fun farmer. No, there's nothing pitchforky. I mean, it's a similar shape, I it's guess. It's a similar shape. It's a long dowel with a fork on the end of it. That is could be a that could be a trident, but it also could be a pitchfork. It's, it's curved like the trident at the top. What it's not a trident. Also, it's like it's a it's magical made out of trident, and, and painted. whoever owns it uh, is in charge of anyway, the oceans. A couple months ago, we had some freaking Irish kids, some Irish college kids, who fucking Airbnb'd our next door for uh, the entire summer, and they were partying on the roof. They were Irish college models, like they were all like they very were attractive so people. Gorgeous. It was like hard to get mad at them, but then they were on the roof, like partying all night, leaving so much trash, keeping us up. They stole the trident. So I wrote a really nasty letter to Calvin. And then those nice little Irish kids, you know what they did? They bought us some flowers and I forgave them immediately. Yeah, it ended up being fine. But this is just, these were uh, two other people not speaking English. <laughs> and, and they're just screaming. So now they're locked out of the, the apartment. They don't know how to get in. And they're FaceTiming someone. And they're just screaming in another language, FaceTiming someone on our floor in the hall. And after Nick talked to the missionaries, he just went up to them and he looked at him and he goes, shh, people live here. Yeah. And then he walked back into and, our and, apartment. And they seem to get it. They seem to get it. Um, well, so that's base. That's our basic morning. That's how we started. That's how we usually start. Um, and Uh, now we're in the podcast room. We've had a big weekend. We luckily got Saturday off, which was very cool. We had Saturday off from work. And so we decided to take a crazy trip. We were going to go on a hike. We were going to go do something upstate. Yeah. Then we found a, uh, a, a piece of, um, uh, acreage, 500 acres upstate called Storm King that is devoted to outside structures, um, big abstract art art structures. Yeah, I didn't like it. <laughs> Nick didn't like it. Yeah, um, I, I kind of felt like, well, I don't know. I mean, Ashley and I, as you guys know, we documented a trip that we went on this summer, which was in Olympic National Park in Washington State. Uh, and it, you were really uh, immersed in nature. I mean, you, there were man-made trails, but there weren't that many people on them. And when you're in them, it felt like you were on another planet. Um, I mean, it was really some wild, wild stuff, ladies and gentlemen. And it kind of opened my eyes to what it was to actually be in nature. Now, New York State offers all of these things, upstate New York, where you can go on trails and you can go hiking and you can go to, not national parks, but big parks. And we found this one thing and this was the weekend to do it. Uh, The first weekend in October, all the autumn uh, things start popping up, all the fun things to do. And we got there um, and a lot of parking lot area. Um, okay, so let me describe what it is according to Wikipedia. So the Storm King Art, so- Art Center, <laughs> Art Center um, commonly referred to as Storm King and named after its proximity to Storm King Mountain, is an open-air museum located in Mountainville, New York. Very interesting name of that town, Mountainville. It contains what is perhaps the largest collection of contemporary outdoor sculptures in the United States, 
founded in 1960 by Ralph E. Ogden as a museum for the Hudson River School paintings, it soon evolved into a major sculpture venue with works from some of the most acclaimed artists of the 20th century. The site spans approximately 500 acres and is located about a one-hour drive north of Manhattan. First off, that's not true. It's a two-hour drive. Well, there's always traffic, so they should just say that. Yeah, like if everybody on the planet died, you could probably get there with your vehicle. If all like the the, the lights were flashing yellow, uh, you could get there with your vehicle in probably an hour. Yeah. It's about it was two hours no matter what. Yeah. I mean, because the, you, you're you're stuck in traffic. There's it's a lot of red lights. I don't I don't know. I don't want to bore you with how to get there. We but. get there. We're excited. We're got. We're gonna explore. We're gonna have this. We're gonna have this art experience also that's going to be outside. And then you know right away Nick points out there are a lot of parking lots and we are being instructed um, into a different parking lot where now we're parking on grass in a way where we realize that. Today is not the day to go to the park because it is looks like it's at capacity. They have us parking on like a sidewalk. You know what I mean? Like they're making extra spaces for cars, which is not a good sign right off the bat. And then I guess the whole thing with this is it's a manicured park. Yeah, it's curated sort of gardens and fields with giant structures. And then there are giant structures, which is the art, which are like kind of abstract huge structures yeah and some like like human-sized ones you remember that guy you found that yeah, you there were, were really statues. into there were some statues that was jesus by the way that yeah. that guy you were really into that was a jesus statue of some sort nick took a picture of jesus um i didn't realize till afterwards but uh so yes it was i think i pointed out about halfway through this trip that all of these big structures kind of look like defunct um satellite dishes they did and then this was this was overall my issue with the place was you were looking at this like beautiful rolling hills the leaves are changing it there's a lot of um really soothing nature images happening around you and then there's like a giant crane and you're like is this a construction site is someone building a deli here what is this and you're like oh no that's a structure i'm supposed to be in awe of but really i'd rather just be in all of the nature that this actual structure is kind of like mudding so we get there ashley realizes that there's an option to rent bikes you always have to rent bikes whenever you have the option folks that's what she said and i dragged my feet a little bit and then i was like all right whatever let's go rent bikes we rent bikes it was cool for like the first 20 minutes because we were just like on this flat road. We were on like the perimeter of the park. And so we had a big fat road to be going down because this road was also housing the tram. There's like a little tram guy scooting through there. So we had a lot of room and we were like, this is going to be great. And then we started to realize that like <laughs> you can't really take the bikes up the trails. You're supposed to walk them. And honestly, a lot of them, it was on a mountain. So a lot of them were very steep and they give you beach cruisers you're not like on a, a mountain bike so like you know me like i'm like uh, a big fat idiot I, i'm like trying to nah, pe- <laughs> well i felt like one well, i was trying to pedal like heavy like hard like up the, and i started to feel like that the uh the pedals buckling a little bit and i was like i'm gonna snap a pedal off this thing and then have to buy a bike at yeah. the end of this i do not want that 
So we started walking the bikes around and we started to realize that like the bikes were kind of more of a hindrance because there were so many people on these trails. So that, many people. That you couldn't really bike around them. And if you did, you kind of look like a jerk. Yeah. And then even the parts that you'd want to bike down, which were down the trails, like technically they said you're supposed to walk them down the trails. So like I would say we were at this place for maybe three and a half, four hours and no, we were there it was for actually three. two. Yeah. No, we because we the gave the bike two. and then we just left right after oh, the bike. Right, so we were there yeah. for two hours. Yeah. I would say about 22 minutes of that, we were riding on a bike. Yeah, I'd say I did more than that. I'd say out of the two hours, we rode on a bike a third of the time. Okay, I'll um, take that. I will say that it was very confusing where you could and you could not ride the bike. And we we just passed a lot of other couples huffing around with their bikes looking upset. It, it was funny <laughs> when you would be on the downslope uh, walking your bike and then you saw people like a couple like on the upslope walking the bike <laughs> and they were just out of breath yeah. pushing a bike. Pushing a bike. I like overall I'm glad we rented the bikes because for the third of the time that we were riding the bikes it was very magical. But it just was is um the where you can ride the bikes hey director of the storm king museum i know you're listening to this podcast you got to make it clear where you can ride your bikes and where you can't okay yeah. can we speak to the storm king please yeah we need to speak to the king also uh this is like you know it's so cl- such close proximity to new york city proper um and it's a, I guess, an Instagram destination. Oh, yeah. That was a big part of this is like everyone wants to come here and get their picture taken. So everyone was dressed to the nines. I mean, it's like the most attractive people in like head to toe full on outfits, like posing in front of these structures while Nick and I are behind them huffing our bikes and pushing our bikes up the. Um, yeah. And we were, I was like dressed in sweatpants and stuff like that. Like I wasn't really dressed to the nines. I was dressed to the seven and a half. I was to the sixes. <laughs> I feel like. Ashley's always uh, a point and a half behind me as far as dress wise. Wouldn't you say? I, I might agree with that. <laughs> I hate to, um, but I might. Irene Morales, very funny comedian based in New York. She'd be on the ours. show, but she doesn't know reality tv she doesn't know anything about reality tv it really bothers me because she's my dear friend and i want her to be on the podcast we may force her to be on and just do give her a julia johns assignment yeah and then see if she we can convert her to a because guys i don't know if you know this this is something we've toyed with about this podcast i might as well be open with you blowhards um because uh it's tough for me and ashley to just continue to talk about uh, reality tv over and over again we do it and we like to, but we know we want some uh, variety, so we want to bring guests on. The problem is the guests that we have like barely watch TV. Yeah. I mean, we live in New York City. People don't like to sit and watch appointment television in New York City. In Los Angeles, our friends who have converted to Hollywood yeah. um, seem to have gotten into the groove of watching television on their couch together with people. They've embraced it. New York City, you're literally outside hustling all day long. Then you come inside, you drink a bottle of wine and go to bed. That's basically basically how it works. You drink a bottle of wine on your roof and you go to bed. And you fight with the Airbnb people next door. That's how New York City works in 2018. Now, um, we are toying with the idea of having these people that are, are hilarious people. They've done great things in this business, but they do not watch reality TV. To come on, we give them an assignment, and then we uh, ask them at the end of the show, would you watch this show again? Would you watch reality TV again? Have we converted you? 
Um, have we, have we converted uh, the audience? Are you asking me, or are you just no, saying? No, I'm saying our guests. Okay. Yeah. Yes, because I think I think our audience, we've definitely converted them uh, if they haven't 100%. been listening. Yet. But um, so uh, anyway, so we do want uh, you know, uh, as we were saying, Irene, uh, to come on the show. So if you're listening, Irene, which you're not, come on the show, watch Irene, reality. I'm gonna make you listen to this, um, and I'm gonna make you listen to all of our episodes forever. But she was saying that someone, and I don't remember who she said said this. So apologies to that comedian. I'm sure it was a comedian said that storm king basically rosie o'donnell basically looks like a math textbook like the cover of a math textbook like everywhere you look i don't know what that means do you remember like a math textbook the cover of it i guess like what is it supposed to be like geometrical shapes yeah field yeah it's a hundred percent right the fact that you didn't jump on that and agree with it immediately is suspect it makes me think you never took a math class well first of all we had book socks which I found out we don't do anymore. It's a book, book covers. Didn't you have to cover your textbooks? Didn't you go to public school? Oh, yeah. In middle school, we had to do that. Cover your textbooks. In high school, I think we did too, but I can't. No, maybe we didn't in high school. Um, but in middle school, we had to cover our textbooks, and uh, you would either use, um, you know, like a shopping bag, like a like a, or you would use newspaper that would fall apart. Pretty yeah, we quickly. would always do a brown paper bag, shopping um, bag. And uh, what we would do, because if you want, because everything in school is like a te- is like a contest to see who's coolest. Um, eventually, at like the book fairs, they started offering book socks, which uh, were like those little like stretchy things. Yeah. Um, that you would put over that would be the book cover, but it'd be cool. Like there'd be a cool design on it. Yeah. And, and on that note, I want you guys to know we have watched reality television this week and we are going to come right back and talk about it as soon as I fill up my coffee. Yeah. Well, go ahead and fill up your coffee right now because I have more to say about this book sucking. <laughs> I do. I do. Do you really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I want to hear it. Well, go ahead. You can hear from the other room and then we'll kill two birds with one stone. Uh, and, and listeners just pretend like Ashley is standing, uh, in front of me listening to this story uh, she is not. She got up, but like theater of the mind, you know what I mean? So um, as uh, we've mentioned to you guys before, uh, Ashley and I teach kids comedy. And um, last class, I mentioned to them about covering books and about book socks. And I assume most of our listeners, most of the blowhards are around their, you know, mid-20s, mid-30s, whatever. Um, you know, uh, the the demo, if you would. Uh, you guys covered your books, right? Well, guess what? These kids are not covering books anymore. I mentioned book socks. They were like, what is that? And I was like, oh, you know, it's like the cool cover of a book. And it's like, you know, like instead of having to put like newspaper or like a shopping bag around it. And they were like, how old are you? A shopping bag? And I'm like, wait a minute. What are you saying right now? Like you guys go to public school. You don't have to cover your books. Like what happens like when... Like, because then you can draw all of your books, and then the next person who gets it has like a a book that's covered in like doodles. And then they just looked at me and they go, "Just don't draw on the book." And I was like, "But I got, I want to draw on the books because it's fun to doodle on things." <laughs> and they were like, "That's weird." And then we just moved on. So, I've never. This is a very funny story. I've never heard book socks before. But what did you call them? We just book Those covers. Like, but but the stretchy ones? We never had stretchy ones that never made it down to North Carolina. That oh, must have been a, a northern Didn't you thing. have a book fair? Like yes. where you would have and then they would have like maybe like a protractor and like an eraser you mm-hmm. could buy. Well yeah. there would also be like a book sock you could buy. I get the idea, but I'm just telling you that wasn't it was. Why an am option. I the only one that knows about book socks? <laughs> This is ridiculous. Was that just for me? You just woke up, Lily. Now, was it strange that there was only one other person in my class and... Uh, 
<laughs> we took all our classes in a trailer next to the school. Is and that you, different? You than... had to knit your own book sacks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I took a knitting. I was like more of like a knitting uh, major in middle school. Can we talk about television? We I'm can talk ready. About, we can talk about television. I do want to mention when before what I was going to say where you're like, you don't know what like a math textbook looks like. It makes me think. When you started saying a math textbook, I thought what you meant was the variety of nationalities that would be like on like a college brochure cover. Like, you know, it would be like a Spanish dude, an Asian dude, a white dude, and a black kid in a wheelchair all high-fiving. Because that's what I was thinking because at the Storm King Center, I couldn't, it, it did feel like the United Nations of people who were trying to get out of New York City. It was, there were probably equal amount of non-Americans than there were of people from other countries would you agree i want to know if that's what you think my voice sounds like that you just did an impression i want to know where the gold at but we're (laughs) never gonna answer these questions i will say it was a very diverse crowd i don't know their nationality i don't know if they were no 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 lots of french people lots of asian people and speaking their languages i did hear a lot of french uh which i just thought was interesting i mean it's just such an odd place to be it's like i understand diverse new york city you know that's all you know, it is, is New York City, is you're just dealing with people uh, who are visiting here from other countries. I mean, that that is what's happening. It's wonderful. But to see people get out of the city and be in upstate New York uh, was odd to me. Because to me, upstate New York, to me, is just like, I don't know, New England people, people who get snowed in for... Pe- yeah. It's the people who get like 55 inches of snow while we get three. It's like, I, you know, I, I just don't expect there to be a big like a, a national uh, need to get up there to go to Storm International. King. Um, yeah, whatever. But uh, anyway, that was that was my thought. So I just wanted to clear my name and also come off a little racist. That's what I was trying to do here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did watch uh, some reality TV. Honestly, the the things that we're watching right now are Are You the One and The Challenge. I mean, we're, we're back on, on Jersey Shore. We were like two episodes behind, so we're not even going to touch that shit right now. But Are You the One is uh, heating up. I don't know. I'm upset. I'm upset at Are You the One. cooling down. Why are you upset at Are You the One? We talked about it a little bit last episode, but I'm just finding no one to be watchable, no one to be interesting. I hate this new fate button format. This house is going to lose, and um, I just find everyone aggravating. All right. Well, let me ask you a question. Where do you lie on the Lewis Asia situation in Are You the One? Now, for those of you, quick primer, not watching... Uh, are you the one you, you, there's a perfect match in your house you're supposed to be fine in love and then you get matched up and if they get 11 beams they win a million dollars so far they got about one confirmed beam and they're toying with like two three four beams for the entire show um, and uh, there's a cast member named Asia a woman and uh, she has uh, been kind of buddying up with this man Lewis a man um, and uh, Lewis has been sort of sleeping next to Asia kind of treating her like a really good friend Asia seems to have some sort of feelings for Lewis, although she seems like she has a tough exterior. She's not really saying that she likes him. She's just kind of saying like, hey, clearly we're a match. Open yourself up to me. They got really drunk one night after a matchup ceremony, and Asia puts Lewis on the spot and says, listen, you sleep next to me all the time, but it does not seem like you are opening yourself up to me. What's the deal? Lewis clearly had a couple of vodkas in him, looked at her and said, you're just not attractive enough for me. He didn't say you're just not attractive enough for me. He said, I'm just not attracted to you, which I feel like is a a difference. Yeah. Okay. I guess you're right. I didn't know that that was the actual quote, but 
I okay. might be making that up. But anyway, that's the sentiment. And then Asia, very offended, honestly. She went out and she told the rest of the house. And how did you feel? Whose side are you on in this relationship? I feel like this is all really messy, to be honest, because Lewis thinks that Asia could be his match. So he's trying to like maintain that friendly relationship, but he's also not attracted to her. And I don't think anyone should be forced to hook up with someone that they're not attracted to. And I'll say that the house turned on Lewis, uh, or at least editing made it seem that way, and as, as well as Asia, for not going uh, and pursuing her sexually. So people seem to be upset with Lewis for not wanting to hook up with her. But you can't force yourself. I mean, I guess you can if you're like, I don't know, an actor. But why would he do that? I, I, I feel bad for both of them. I've been in Asia's position where I've been like, this guy clearly likes me and is not making a move. Um, in my personal experience, it was because that person was a closeted gay man, but I was still very frustrated. I didn't understand what was happening. And I was like, why aren't you making a move? We're clearly supposed to be together. And so I, I can relate to Asia in the sense that you're like, well, if I just keep waiting, surely it will happen. Like he's taking his time with it. He's doing it his way. And then I can relate to Lewis where someone's like pursuing you that you are friends with and you have like a good relationship with where you're like, man, I really like being around this person. I could could not be less attracted to them. So I understand both these perspectives. I feel bad for both of them. I think that Asia, you know, really pushed Lewis um, to give her an answer. And I think that the way he did it was pretty defensive. It seemed like where he was like, I'm just not attracted to you. You know, there, there was a certain energy there that I'm sure didn't feel good for either one of them. I think Lewis probably should have come to her before it got to that point and said that. But you know what? They're like, what, 22, 23? The fact they can even have this conversation is pretty amazing to me. I found that, um, I don't know if it was out of defense that Lewis did that. I think it was more like he probably should have just made it clear earlier and then just decided he was just going to like put it off. I'm just going to not deal with that situation. I'm going to float around the house, you know, see what else happens. And I kind of like hanging out with her and I don't want to hurt her feelings. They got drunk. She probably had been putting him on the spot in different ways throughout the week. Like it seemed We've like a seen build her up. do that. Yeah. And he was just drunk and just was like, fuck it. You want the answer? Here it is. And yeah. then later you could tell because afterwards, uh, the morning after she wo he, they woke up and uh, he seemed a little embarrassed and he went and talked to another cast member to try to see how he could um you know bridge the gap and and um and mend the fence samantha um and samantha said just go up there and talk to her yada 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 he tried and asia was just like nope not talking to you not happening uh, I'll let you know when we can talk. And then Lewis was like, all right, fine. Kind of walked away. Well, it's interesting because Asia also went around the house and went up to everyone. And she was like, you'll never believe this shit. Yeah. So he says to me yeah. that the reason why he's not hooking up with me is because he's not attracted to me. Yeah. And then people were like, damn, that's cold. Why could you? It's just like, <laughs> well, it actually, if, if without all the attitude, it kind of sounds just like an answer. Yeah. But um, yeah, here's the other thing. And we talked about this a little bit while we were while this was happening. Immediately following Lewis dropping the bomb on Asia about not being attracted to her, she goes and does an interview, and the interview, it kind of just keeps, she keeps hitting the same point that she'd been hitting the entire season, which was like, why can't you just open your eyes, I'm right here in front of you. And she says that again after Lewis says, 
says that he's not attracted to her. Yeah. And he's like, well, it's just like, stop being a little kid. I'm like, right here. Just like, open yourself up. She's been rejected hard. Hard. hard on television. It yeah. hurt her clearly. And still in the interview being like, why can't he just open his eyes and realize what he's got right in front of him? And then that's when I turned to Ashley and I was like, I don't, I've seen this before. I don't understand the type of human who gets rejected in a way and is just like, you'll come around. Like, because for me, if I'm rejected in that way, so hard, so blatant, where I'm like, oh, this person really wanted me to know, like, hey, it's not happening because of this reason. I'm, I just can't imagine the, the brain that can sit there and be like, okay, you're telling me that you're not attracted to me, but you know what? I'm going to hang around, and then one day you may feel a little bit more attracted to me, and... uh I don't know. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head, like, because, you know, if a man does it, it kind of feels threatening for a man to be like, I'm going to make her love me. Um, but when a woman does it, it's it, it doesn't feel as threatening. It just feels kind of unhinged. It feels single white female-ish where we're like, she might boil a rabbit uh, in the Are You the One house pot on the stove. Um, but I think at this point we can... Uh, you think they're cooking rabbits? I can say... <laughs> I can say this is a reality television trope at this what point. What are they eating? It just seems to be eggs. Is that how they make all day? And burgers and hot dogs. I'd, I'd, I'd be into that house. Um, I would like to say before we move on from Are You The One that I am Team Nutza. Nutza. That's what I was going to bring up. So this Brett Nutza thing. Listen, uh, Quasi has not come off great on this show. Quasi's got to go, man. Um, Ashley does not like Quasi. Um, and uh, there's there's reasons why. I mean, she, he's being sort of like a, a male pig. He's aggressive. And he's being aggressive. But, he refers to himself in third person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I enjoyed what he did this week, which is calling Brett out. See, Brett um, clearly has a connection with Nutza. Uh, he's hung up on uh, Kaylee. Is that who he's hung Callie. up? Callie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, he he moves on kind of to Nutza. He's kind of toying with Nutza a little bit. He got a BJ from Nutza in the Boom Boom Room. And then he goes on. Or a not di- even in the Boom Boom Room while everyone else was sleeping around them. And 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 he goes to. Um, uh, by the way, this is like the BJ house. It's crazy. <laughs> what Everybody's doing, getting you know? BJs this house. Um, so then uh, Nutsa is like, um, you know, really falling for Brett. And then she they, likes him a lot. They yeah. go on the date together. And there's an option for them to be paired up. And right before they go off on the date, Brett tells um, Kenya and some other people, um, hey, listen. Or he tells Asia. He tells Asia, yeah. And, and uh, some other people, hey, listen, you have to... Uh, not pair us up. Pair up Zach and Nutza because uh, I'm not Nutza's match. I'm not Nutza's match. Meanwhile, he's like hanging out with her all the time. They're clearly into one another. They go on a date. They hit it off. It turns out the house didn't vote for them to be put in yeah, the truth booth. because he asked them not to. And then Brett's, Brett's like, ah, actually, we hit it off, and I kind of like her now, so uh, sorry. Like, I hope she's my perfect match. Zach and Nutsa go in the truth booth. Not a confirmed match, so they kind of blew their truth booth chances. Yeah. Um, and uh, later... You have Quasi coming up to Brett and going, Brett, you're lame. What you're doing is you just want to stay in the house. You just want to stay in the house. Admit it. Brett really doesn't answer to that. He just kind of gets upset and walks out of the room, and they kind of throw hollow threats at one another, and then that's it. But I, that's exactly what I was thinking with Brett. And this is something that I've thought, and I don't know if it's been said as much, uh, and maybe you can clear that up for me, Ash. Are they talking about on podcasts and on and even on the show ever? They're referring to the idea that you would um, 
try and stay in the house and avoid your perfect match just so you don't have to go into the honeymoon suite and not be on the television show anymore? I've only heard you talk about it. I think it's a great point. This idea of like, you don't want to be a perfect match because then you're saying goodbye to screen time. Who are the, who's the perfect match we have in the honeymoon suite right now? Shamoy and Maria. Um, so they perfect matched like after episode two or something Those like that. Those poor fools. And it's like, yeah, they seem like they really hit it off. They seem very happy. But now it's like two months later and they're in the, they're not on the show anymore. They show up once an episode for like a second yeah. and they just wave hi at the ceremony and then that's it. Yeah. And it's like, you don't get to be on national television anymore because you quote unquote found your perfect match and you've done what you're supposed to do in this game. Yeah. Why would anybody not want to be featured? Like, listen, if somebody is a perfect match in this game way up front, like, you're not going to be get enough storyline to get you into other shows on the network. It has happened in the past. It happened with Cameron and his perfect match. I think season five, they were on second chances. And then we've seen Cameron on X on the beach. Um, I wish I could remember his perfect match's name. She's very cute and fun, but yeah, uh, that is the only couple I know who was a perfect match right away, who then was able to be into other spinoff shows, or not spinoff shows, but other shows in the franchise. Um, I'll say that... You also, I mean, never mind even be just not being on, featured on the show anymore. You're also not partying with your friends. Yeah. Like you get removed from the party and now you have to just hang out with one person in the honeymoon suite, which we do not see anymore because it's probably a hotel room. But also like being isolated like that is horrible for any relationship. Couples should not just be with each other. There should be friends and families involved. So this idea that you like meet someone and that you're a perfect match with them and then you are isolated with them for three to four to five weeks, that seems like... I don't know, psychological abuse. It's It doesn't seem like a good move on the production's part. It's tough. And Quasi's calling Brett out on this, being like, hey, listen, I know you don't want to go in that in that uh, honeymoon suite. You just want to win the million, yeah. but stay in the house. That's yeah. the game. When really, we should really just be matching people up um, immediately, get them in that house and get that million. Secure that milli. Yeah. But, you know, Brett isn't necessarily playing the right game. Brett's or is a he? loser. Do He's you got Bob Marley's mausoleum t uh, location tattooed on his side. That is lame. That is confirmed lame. lame. But do you think that Brett, is that a, do you think Brett is really avoiding that? Is that why he didn't want to go in there with Nutsa? Yes. Because he's possibly a match with her? I think he also, I think yes. I, I was going to say that he also is coming off of the emotional like roller coaster that is going into a truth booth because that's got to feel awful and he probably just doesn't want to do it again because it's like you get you're crying and you know he was just in there with Callie um, but it, I think ultimately it's because he wants to stay in the house I agree with that assessment yeah. well there you go that's points for quasi then yeah calling I, it out I wonder if quasi is just getting a bad edit you know like because he we see him picking fights with people and stuff or with cam we saw him like throwing cam's drink on the ground um, I wonder if other people are also getting uh, heated in that same fashion and we're just not seeing it his interviews are, are he's kind of full of himself in the interviews as well i just don't like that he talks about himself in third person and he keeps saying beast mode he's like trying yeah. to make this beast thing happen where he calls himself the beast the beast and it's like the beast you're not even doing like any physical competitions like yeah. what are you a beast of doing yelling at people in a house like you know what i mean it's like not it's not necessarily a beast you know <sighs> well you know who knows i mean this thing is coming to an end soon uh hopefully 
And uh, this has been the worst season of Are You the One? I will not be surprised if this show gets canceled. Yeah, really. I will not be surprised. I mean, it took so long for this season to come on. So I sur- I thought it was going to be canceled once X on the Beach uh, USA was uh, premiered. I thought that was it. But they threw this show on as well. So I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. Um, so uh, Ash and I uh, want to uh, end this podcast with a little bit of fun. And yeah. um, that fun is going to be a couple of quizzes. That's right. Because where would reality television be without stupid internet quizzes? So um, the quiz I'm going to give Ashley is from BuzzFeed. And it's which MTV's The Challenge character are you? I need to find out. Now, this was put together in January 2017. So almost two years ago. But the players in the game haven't changed up that much. Yeah, pretty recent mm-hmm. for Challenge cast. Okay, it's game time. Are you ready, Ash? Yeah, let's do it. Let's see who you are. Okay. Okay, so where would you want to go on your season? Your like uh, destination for your season of the challenge. Would you want to go to Spain, Fiji, Brazil, South Africa, Costa Rica, or Australia? Fiji. Fiji. Boom. Okay, so um, best MTV show besides the challenge. Made, Punked, The Hills, Faking It. Beavis and Butthead or Room Raiders? Room Raiders. Nice. (laughs) What challenge would be hardest for you? Eating something gross like pig brains. No challenge is hard for me. Swimming a distance. Any distance. Trivia. One that required working well with other members of the house. Or I am up for any challenge. I'm up for any challenge. Okay. Even the eating ones wouldn't be hard. I can handle it. Okay. Okay, here we go. What are your plans after the challenge? Is it getting fit for the next season? Traveling. Partying. Enjoy fame. Hang with my main friends. <laughs> being in love. I want to get fit for the next challenge. Woo. Okay. <laughs> what? Are you ready? Yeah. You got Jenna. What? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> People underestimate you. You may not have common sense, but you are sweet. <laughs> What you work fuck? hard and you know how to party. Keep proving everybody wrong. What <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> okay. I take it back. I wouldn't eat the pig brains. All right. Just for shits. Just yeah. for shits. Let me do this one too. So. I wouldn't do the pig brains. I wouldn't do the pig brains. Well, come on. That would still be Jenna. Uh, let me. Wouldn't it be? No, because she won't. She refuses to eat. Okay. Here we go. I'm going to do it one Can time. Can I ask you the questions? Yeah, but it's the same one. So okay, it doesn't really fine. matter. But what's going to happen on air while you do this? What do you mean on air? Yeah, on our podcast. All right, here we go. Okay, so Nick, would you rather go to... Read them right. Spain, Fiji, Brazil, Australia, Costa Rica, South Africa? Um, I'm going to say Brazil. Brazil. Uh, best MTV show besides the challenge, Beavis and Butthead? No, don't answer for me. Oh, Give me okay. the choices. <laughs> Made, punked, the hills, faking it, Beavis and Butthead, Room Raiders. Made. Made. Mm-hmm. What challenge would be hardest for you? I thought Beavis and Butthead was like one of your favorite shows of all time. No, I think you're probably confusing that with Ryan and Stimpy. You're right. But um, I do like Beavis and Butthead, but I lo- I'm a reality TV person. I love Made. What challenge would be hardest for you? Eating something gross like pig brains. No challenge is hard for me. Swimming a distance. Any distance. Trivia. One that required working well with other members of the house. I'm up for any challenge. You know what's not on here? Running long distances. Yeah. That would have been hard for me. 
Um, I'm going to say I'm up for any. No, no, no. I'm going to say, what's the first one that's like I'm up for many challenges? There's no challenge is hard for me. Oh, I guess I'll say. Versus I'm up for any challenge. There's definitely a tone shift. There. I would say I'm up for any challenge. That's Because I'm not going to be good at it. It's like that you're just thumb. copying me. What are <laughs> what are your plans after the challenge? Getting fit for the next season, traveling, partying, being in love, hang with my main friends, enjoy fame. Enjoy fame. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna go and do all those challenge mania things. Meet the fans, sign the shirts. You know. You got Nani. What? <laughs> Nani? People may be jealous of you because you are so damn sexy. (laughs) (laughs) But you never apologize for being you, and you shouldn't. You are loyal, honest, a fighter, and you party hard. Just stop falling for (laughs) douchebags. Oh, that's tough. That's tough. Hey, now. Nani, wow. I wonder if there were any men in there. No, I don't think so. Because maybe they're thinking more women like to do these quizzes more. Yeah, yeah. Because I was really looking for Nehemiah. Yeah. But it didn't work out. I was really looking for Evelyn, but there you go. Um, Okay. Well, Ash, do you still want to do this uh, other quiz? Yeah, I got a quiz for Nick. It's called the Hardest Jersey Shore Quiz, and it's on MTV.com dot com dot uk mm, so dot co dot co dot uk co dot uk so this is and we're for mate for my nathan barley fans out there dot co dot ck so we're gonna test nick's knowledge of the jersey shore how much does he really know how many roommates did the house see 11 8 6 9 how many roommates okay so you got to do some some maths here. Mm-hmm. You got um, you got Sammy, Ronnie. Mm-hmm. You got uh, the Sitch. Mm-hmm. You got Vinny. Uh, you got uh, um, well. There's four guys and four girls originally, so that's eight. Why are you doing oh, this? Oh, sorry. For me? This isn't for you. <laughs> now I have to start counting again. <laughs> Cheese Louise. Okay, so you got DJ Pauly D. You got Vinny. You got Mike. You got Ronnie. Okay, that's four. Uh, you got uh, Angelina, you got Snooky, you got Wow. you got Sammy, that's eight. And then you got uh, Dina. So that's nine? Yeah. Okay, nine. 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 Okay. How do you Jersey turnpike? Put your leg behind your head. Uh-huh. Standing, put your hands on the ground and wiggle your bum up and down. Do the splits and turn your body from side to side. Turn around and lean back into a person's shoulder. I think it's the leg behind the head thing. Put your leg behind your yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, wrong. Ooh. It's standing. Put your head on the ground and wiggle your bum up and down. It's interesting because I got confused because did twerking become famous after the Jersey Turnpike? Because mm. they're describing twerking and I got confused. Okay, that's all right. Dina, what was the name of the shore store owner? Tommy, Randall, Danny, Mike. Danny. Correct. Yeah. When did Angelina finally leave the shore? Season one, season three, season four, season two. Season two. Oh, they've got like a like young picture of her up here. She was so cute. Poor Angelina. Season two. It could have been season three. You were right. Yes, by the way. season two. Which of these nightclubs did the gang not go to? Liquid, Beachcomb, Aztec, Karma. Uh, Beachcomb. Wrong. Liquid? Yep. Uh, the beachcomb. I don't remember beachcomb. That's well, interesting. Okay. 
I know all those other ones. All right. Continue. What was the name of Polly D. Stalker? Erica, Danielle, Gia, Courtney. Um, Erica. Wrong. Damn it. Was it Danielle? Yep. I got confused. All right. What was Dina's tagline? Rocket in your pocket. Blast in a glass. We know we know this one. Yeah. You got it. I'm a blast in a glass. In which season was Snooky pregnant? Season six, season three, season one, season five. Um, season five. Wrong. Season six. Ah, of course it was season six. Season five's Italy, right? I don't know. Keep going. I'm failing. <laughs> Who did Sammy hook up with before Ronnie? Roger, Vinny, Polly D, the situation. The sitch. Yep. Which of these places was the show not set in? New York, New Jersey, Miami, Florence. Um, New York. Yep. What made the group become a family in season one? The first family dinner. The love triangle between Mike, Sammy, and Ronnie. When Angelina left, Snooki getting punched by a guy. <laughs> I, actually, I think it's Snooki getting punched by a guy. It is. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you got seven right. You got seven right. So it says, get another shot down and you'll be better. That's my that's it, my victory. Yep, get another shot, shot down. That's what I earned. Okay. Yep. That was out, lame. You got seven out of 11. Um, all right. Well, you know, I guess we can sort of end by talking a little bit about our feelings about the news that came out this week, which is the situation got sentenced to eight months in prison. I thought it was two years. It's eight months. Oh, um in prison yeah. so uh for his tax situations if you will um uh ashley feelings i'm bummed i hope um that he's is okay i really like him i took a hard turn on him uh i didn't like him and now i really like him so that's it what do you think about the fact that mtv's cameras were there rolling i think that's weird are you excited about this for an upcoming season? No, I don't want to watch him be in jail or prison. Now, um, everybody was there except for uh, DJ Pauly D. But in the courtroom, the only ones that were actually sitting in the courtroom were Vinny and Wow. What do you think about that? Oh, that's his New Jersey fam. Yeah. Why wasn't Pauly D in the courtroom? Pauly D there? was not there. Oh, you're Ronnie, he wasn't there. I think Ronnie was there. But uh, Pauly D, I think, was um, probably had a gig. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Pauly D's got a business to maintain here. Uh, so Where was Snooky? I think Snooky was there like outside because they were shooting. But in the courtroom, when they actually made the decision, it was reported that Vinny and Wow were the ones sitting there. Wow. Yeah. So Snooky didn't go in. Yeah. Dina didn't go in. Yeah. Angelina didn't go in. Yeah. Sammy's not even ever coming back. Yeah. Wow, Sammy's really gone forever. Sammy's really gone forever. I thought they were going to surprise us with her Me this uh, second family vacation in Vegas. I really thought that they were building up to Sammy coming back, but she is done. Never say never, though. Never say never. I mean, it seems like they're seem they're 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 linking these seasons, but you know, with only a few weeks between yeah. them. Yeah. You never know when they come back to Jersey who might show up. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think Angelina would be back, and she came back a Angelina. few times. Angelina. 
Um, and on that note, guys, thanks so much for listening to the pod. Please email us at realityblowspodcast at gmail.com with any questions, concerns, or just kind words. Don't forget to rate us on the podcast app, five stars, Apple Podcast app. Just scroll down, give us those five stars, say some nice things. Write a review. Follow us on Twitter at realityblowspod. Follow me on Twitter at Ashley B. Roberts. Follow Nick on Instagram at Nick Maritato. That's M-A-R-I-T-A-T-O. And as always... May the Snooky be pregnant and I can't believe I only got seven out of ten. That wasn't very good. Seven out of eleven. That's but even worse. Cherry on top though. Or or let's make that shit Sunday into a good Sunday. I am Nani now. Yeah, so there you go. And I'm I, jealous. I may or may not have hooked up with Johnny Bananas. I'm Jenna. I'm Jenna. Jenna's great. You love Jenna. I do not love Jenna. Why? Because of that. Because of Zach, but before this season and all that stuff, you really were in. You, I liked her, yeah, yeah. You yeah. loved the. J- you were Team Jayla. Yeah. You bought Team Jayla sneakers. Okay, we've said enough. It seems <laughs> as though you love Jenna. Anyway, okay. Good well, night.